Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good evening. Welcome to Donnell Edwards' Viewpoint. Your program with nationally recognized guests who are experts in their fields discussing today's most pressing issues and where your viewpoints matter. So call with your question or comments about this week's topic or whatever else may be of concern to you. Just call Darnell at 563-999-3660 to share your viewpoint. Now, with this week's guest, here's your viewpoint host, Darnell Edwards. Good evening and welcome to Donnell Edwards Viewpoints. We have a great show planned for you to kick off our celebration of Financial Literacy Month. Uh, we're scheduled to have the tax doctor and founder of Tax uh, Help uh, MD, Mr. Dean Michael, with us. And we have a full month of programming centered around personal money management with the many outstanding guests on my program. And also on our personal money management program, the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show, which uh, comes on the network on Thursdays at 7.30 p.m. Central Daylight Time. So join us as we celebrate Financial Literacy Month. As I mentioned before, uh, our special guest tonight is a uh, tax consultant who specializes in helping people who owe back taxes or have other tax issues and need help to avoid not only the hassle, but also the financial loss that often results from tax problems with the IRS, including bank levies, wage garnishment, and property seizures. Please join me in welcoming to the CWR Talk Network and Donnell Edwards Viewpoints, the tax doctor and owner and founder of Tax Help MD, Mr. Dean Michael. Welcome, Dean. Thank you, Donnell. Really appreciate it. Thank you very much. You're very How are we welcome. Doing tonight? We're we're doing great. How are you? Fantastic. Except for I didn't realize Central Time. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that's no problem. Uh, I, I don't like changing the time around anyway. But hey, I'm just one person <laughs> in the big seat. But anyway, Dean, tell us how you uh, got started in the uh, the tax business. Well, it's really kind of interesting because I didn't grow up, you know, thinking I'm going to be a tax guy. As a matter of fact, my father was an accountant for the state of Connecticut for all of his life, and I remember him pounding away on the calculator all night long, adding up all kinds of things, and I knew that's not what I wanted to do. <laughs> but um, when I was a youngster, about 16 years old, my mom had, had passed away, and uh, I basically I've been on my own ever since I was 16. So um, Okay. When I, so basically, as far as I can say, is that IRS was one of the last things on my mind. I really didn't have a clue about it. Barely had worked at that point, and uh, I went about ten years without filing tax returns. And when you don't file, the IRS will file for you. They they call it a substitute filed return or an SFR, and they come up with these erroneous figures that they claim that you owe. And if it was now and I was looking for the perfect type of client, I was my own perfect client. I just kept procrastinating year after year, thinking, well, I didn't file last year. I can't file this year. It just kept being a, a never-ending cycle of owing. And basically, I was forced to get help when I waited until it was just too long, had gone gone too far, and IRS was garnishing my wages and levying my bank account. And when I got help, long story short, you know, they had – claimed that I owed $75,000 in back taxes, Wow, which was horrific to me at a young age. But when it was all said and done and I got everything filed up to date, I didn't know anywhere near that. It was I ended up paying $900, and it was done. Now, obviously, I was happy with the outcome. I, mean, I was literally tickled. But at the same time, 
I was kicking myself in the butt for letting it hang over my head for 10 years, you know, wondering if my next mm-hmm. check's going to be in the bank, or, you know, if I'm going to have yeah. anything in the bank at all. You know, so it was at that time that a light bulb went off in my head. I did some research, and I found out that I wasn't the only person in this country making these kinds of mistakes. And one out of every three people in the country have a tax problem of some sort. So it was at that time that I surrounded myself with CPAs, enrolled agents, tax attorneys, learned everything I could, formed my first corporation, I think it was over 23 years ago. And uh, I've been helping people who made the same mistakes I did ever since. Now I okay. train CPAs, tax attorneys, and enrolled agents how to do this. Okay. Now, uh, what makes you different from a taxpayer's local CPA or companies like H&R Block or Jackson Hewitt? Well, the CPAs, you know, they're great for, for tax returns, bookkeeping, accounting, stuff like that. But when it comes to tax debt negotiation, it's really a, a niche. You have, to, you have to have experience. This isn't what they teach in CPA school or even tax attorney school. This is, why, okay. this is what I meant by I, I have to train the CPAs and tax attorneys that haven't done it before. It's only something that you can learn through experience. So if you're not doing this constantly day in and day out, your local CPA, he may write letters in your behalf, which you could have done yourself, but a lot of the letters that get written into the IRS don't even get responded to or they act as if they were never even received. So if it's not something that you're doing every day, you're not going to know the programs that are available, the avenues that are available to you, and the best solutions for you. This, that's where I come in. I mean, I've been doing this for more than 20 years now. I've been with it as the programs change, what they change the names to, how the parameters change. I mean, I'm on top of it every single day. Okay. Now, for those listening to us who might be interested in using your services, uh, how would you describe your, your typical client? What will the qualifications be? Well, normally you want to owe, I mean, you don't want to owe, but if you're going to use my services, you're going to need to owe at least more than $10,000 to the IRS and back taxes or to the state, whichever it may be, or maybe you haven't filed for many years and you've lost all your records. You don't know where to start. We can get all the records uh, directly from the IRS and get that taken care of for you. So, you know, if it's just one year you haven't filed or you know, you owe $100 or $200 to the IRS, there's no sense calling me. That's something you can handle all on your own. But if you owe more than 10000 you owe tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, then it's definitely worth having me in your corner. Okay. Now, uh, you mentioned something interesting there about uh, whether it's the IRS or the state. Most of the times I think when we think of people having problems with taxes, we think immediately of the IRS. So mm-hmm. what's the difference between uh, working with the uh, IRS or working with the various uh, state agencies that uh, uh, are involved in collecting taxes? Well, there's a real major difference, to be honest with you. The states are more aggressive than the IRS will ever be. They are? Nobody would, no one would normally think this, but yes, they are. And secondly, the debt never goes away with the state. So if you owe a state and you don't take care of it, it's accruing interest until you die, and they can collect oh until you die. With the IRS, they only have 10 years to collect the debt. There's a 10-year statute of limitations from the original time of assessment, which is basically you know, one of the feathers in our cap for this, for this resolution aspect. And that plays a big part in which programs you're going to qualify for, what's going to work best for you, what you shouldn't do, what you should do. Uh, based on when this debt is going to expire and what your current financial situation is. The states, they don't care how much you're paying the IRS as far as uh, you know, doing a calculation to determine what your ability to pay is. If you owe them, they just want their money, and they want it in a, in a certain time frame. Uh, the IRS will take into consideration what you're paying the state as one of your absolute necessary living expenses, and we'll get into that a little bit later to determine what your ability is to pay them. So if you owe both, it's best to take care of the state first and then move on to the IRS. Okay. Now, when we think about taxpayers, how does a person get into trouble with their taxes? You know, there's a lot of different ways. The, the IRS and the state, you know, they're not prejudiced on who they pick on. And the really sad part is that it's 
it's every extreme. It's everybody. Doesn't matter if you're a student. Doesn't matter if you're a, a veteran of war. Doesn't matter if you're an FBI agent or, uh, you know, the country's homeland security defense. Doesn't matter. I mean, I have I have them from all walks of life. I have police officers. I have FBI agents. I have veterans who have lost limbs, you know, due to being in the war. And it doesn't matter. They still collect on them just like everybody else. So nobody wakes up in the morning and says, hey, I'm going to get a tax lien today or I'm going to owe the taxes. You know, that's not the way it happens. It either happens because they were misinformed by a professional previously. Maybe they had a divorce that was really daunting to them or death in the family or maybe they were ill or got laid off or whatever it may be. You know, nobody plans on these things happening for the most part. I mean, you can't say nobody does because there are a couple tax protesters out there, but if you're a tax protester, I don't even want your case. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay. All right. Now, uh, if you just joined us, uh, we're talking with Mr. Dean Michael, who is the owner and founder of Tax Help MD, and we're discussing how to stay off the IRS's radar. Uh, if you have tax questions and would like to ask, you can give us a call at 563-999-3660. When you call, please remain on the line, and you'll be placed in our computerized call queue. That number again is 563-999-3660. We're going to take a short break right now, and when we come back, we'll discuss what options are available if you file late and you owe the IRS. So stay tuned. You're listening to the CWR Talk Network, America's voice for causes, issues, and life empowerment. This is the CWR Talk Network, hashtag one million strong. Unexpected reactions to smart financial decisions brought to you by FeedThePig.org. Well, I finally did it. I improved my credit score. You're kidding, right? Uh, no. How are we supposed to be the bad boys of Electrosynth Pop if you're out there being responsible? The band is about to be discovered. This is our year. Uh, yeah, you've been saying that for a while now. You think anyone in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was worried about their credit score? I never really thought that. Of we're... course they weren't. Rock stars aren't supposed to think about that kind of stuff. We're supposed to think about how many guitars we've smashed, write aggressively sensitive power ballads, start questionable fashion trends, tragically break up and blame creative differences. All right, all right, just... I thought maybe it was time to take control of my finances, you know? Start using a budget. Get out of debt. Set some goals. A budget? Debt? Set some goals? Listen, I knew that we'd have our creative differences, but I was hoping they'd involve a little more scandal. When it comes to financial stability, don't get left behind. Get tools and tips for saving at feedthepig.org. This message brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. You're listening to the CWR Talk Network, America's voice for causes, issues, and life empowerment. This is the CWR Talk Network, hashtag one million strong. Welcome back. If you just joined us, this is Donnell Edwards Viewpoints, and tonight's topic for discussion is everything you need to know about saving on your taxes and staying off the IRS's radar. And our special guest is tax consultant Dean Michael. So, Dean, what should a person do if they think or if they know they're not going to be able to file by the April 15 deadline, and especially if they're going to owe the IRS? Well, one thing to take into consideration is obviously file an extension. Uh, But I want everybody to understand that when you file an extension, it's just an extension to file. It's not an extension to pay. So if you think you're going to owe money, the proper way to do it is you're supposed to send in the amount of money that you think you're going to owe with the extension, which kind of defeats the whole purpose of having the extension. It really doesn't make any sense. But that's the way it works. Um, At least filing the extension will prevent you from having uh, late filing penalties, but it won't prevent you from having late paying penalties. But uh, that'll be your best avenue of recourse on that. Okay. Now, generally, uh, how many years does it take for the IRS to 
catch a mistake that a taxpayer might make. You know, I talk about that quite a bit because every year you see these uh, fly-by-night tax preparation companies saying that they'll get you this huge refund, just come in, and, you know, they'll pay you up front or whatever it may be. And, you know, there are a lot of companies out there that are telling you to get other people's dependents that they'll add on. Oh, you took care of this kid for a week, add him on or, or whatever it may be. And they get these, these huge refunds, and they get away with it. They get the refund, and next year everything's fine. They think, okay, well, it went fine. Let's go do that again. Well, the problem is that the IRS doesn't catch this till about three years down the road. So by the time they've figured all this out, now you've accumulated three years of problems, and not only three years of problems, but three years of penalties and interest that have accrued that you have to go back and take care of too. So when you're looking at uh, you know, the people promising you these great big refunds when you don't normally get it, be a little bit hesitant about what you're getting into. Okay. Now, most people are really nervous and uncomfortable when they are informed that their taxes are going to be audited. So should there be concern, and what may a person do to prepare for a successful audit? Audits are really tricky, to be honest with you. And and when you call me about an audit, one of the first things that I'm going to ask you is if you have the records to back up what you put on your tax return. Okay. If you don't, then it's an automatic loss. And the other the other thing is this. If you don't prove them wrong with the first audit, they're going to automatically audit two more years. Depending on which year they audited, they can go back two years or they can go forward two years. So that's something that you need to be aware of as well. You know, to prevent these types of audits, most of the time it's because there's a flagrant disrespect in the whole tax law altogether. You know, they're, they're, I've seen returns where – you know, a, a taxpayer is claiming he, he barely made any money at all. Let, let's just use an example. Let's say he only made 5000 for the year, but his mortgage interest was 8000 something. How did you pay the mortgage if you only made $5,000? doesn't make right. any sense. You know, these kinds of things raise red flags, and this is what you really need to watch out for. Just be careful what you're putting in there. You know, don't try and stretch it. Don't try and push the envelope too much because in the long run, it, it's not going to pay off. The hazards that, that come afterwards are just not worth what you think you're going to save. So basically for all taxpayers, uh, one key to staying out of trouble is making sure that you keep good records. Definitely, especially, you know, your your tax preparer isn't going to ask you for the records themselves. They're not. Most, taxpayers, most tax preparers, they're going to give you either a form to fill out for you to fill in the numbers, you know, what you gave to charitable donations, uh, how much mileage you had, or whatever it is you're writing off, depending on your situation, whether you're an independent contractor or uh, you have your own business, whatever it may be. There's a bunch of different things. But they're only going to ask for the numbers. It's not up to them to provide the proof. They're going to put the numbers in there that you give them, you know, unless you're paying them for bookkeeping to add it all up and you give them all the receipts, which most people don't do because that's a lot more cost, a lot more cost involved. So just be wary, you know, don't be don't be stretching it too far. There's a gray line and you really need to stand behind it. Okay. Uh do do you recommend there's a lot of different software on the market now that people can use to keep track of their their financial records for their taxes. Do you recommend that that uh you know people who are familiar with using that kind of technology? Is that a benefit? Is that an advantage? Or just keeping records in a way a person can, just as long as they, they maintain good records? Well, yeah, of course. I mean, QuickBooks is great. Um, you know, there are, there are some other softwares out there. For instance, I, I represent a lot of truck drivers out there that okay. are out on the road 24-7. So I did some research on different softwares on, on what would be the best way to handle their receipts. And there's a software called NeatDesk where you can have a portable scanner and you can just scan the receipts and it, and it reads the OCR text. So it actually categorizes the receipts in the way that they're supposed to be. And if your, your uh, tax preparer also uses this, in, in my situation I do. So when I recommend this to my clients, when they scan their documents, their receipts, it actually scans right to my, my computer. 
Okay. So that way I'm able to keep track of everything. And the reason that I, I recommended this is when I first started doing this for truck drivers many years ago, they would send me in a box full of receipts that had been sitting <laughs> in the cab of their truck. You know, I mean, gas receipts and everything else that had this little laser print on it. And after it sit in the heat of the cab truck for so long, a lot of that laser print disappeared. So right. it was just a bunch of blank pieces of paper. It didn't do you any good at all, you know. <laughs> so that's why I had to find some way, some type of resource to, to catalog these and make sure that it didn't get lost. So scanning them in, keeping them. And I think there's some, some uh, apps on phones now since I've been doing this that you can actually photograph or take a picture of the receipts and it categorizes as well. But I'm not really familiar with it, so I can't recommend one. Okay. All right. Very good. Okay. Now, uh, you mentioned something uh, a few minutes ago that I wanted to, to go back to, and that's some of the unscrupulous people in the, in the tax help industry. So how may a taxpayer recognize a legitimate tax help company from one that's just in it to take an individual's money without providing any assistance or relief? The ones that are promising you to settle your tax debt for pennies on the dollar within the first few minutes of talking to you uh, and quoting you a fee within the first half an hour, and they barely even know your last name. Those okay. are the ones that you need to be wary of. You know, Also, the bigger companies, You know, I'm not going to say anything, but I won't mention companies that are open now, but in the past there was J.K. Harris, Ronnie Deutsch, Taxmasters. Those were the three big ones. I had written an article about them before they even went out of business just because people were coming to me for uh, jobs, positions I had open that had previously worked there, and they told me about how it worked over there. And basically they were rewarding them for selling people that didn't even qualify for these programs. They knew they weren't going to qualify for them, and they were just selling them, and basically what would end up happening, they would put them through all the motions, charge them the money, and then it would come back denied from the IRS, and then they would say, well, sorry, we did our part. You didn't you didn't get accepted. Thank you very much for your money. Right. And that was it. Now you're back at square one. So the difference between them and me, uh, what I do when I take on a new case, the first thing I do is I do what's called a tax investigation, and that's where I contact the IRS on your behalf. I order all the transcripts on your account, find out exactly what's going on, see what years have been filed, what hasn't been filed, what penalties have accrued. It even tells you what the IRS has done for collections and what they plan on doing for collections. It also tells you when your debt's going to expire. So with that information, we're then able to make a sound business decision moving forward as to what the best avenue for relief would be. Now, normally, to do a tax investigation, I charge $400. You know, Most of these other companies that I just talked to you about they're charging thousands of dollars within the first 20 minutes to a half an hour and just promising you a pie in the sky. I don't do that. I do a fact-finding mission first. I want to know that what I'm promising you I can actually obtain. Now, anybody that calls in during this show or after the show saying that they heard me on your show, uh, they're more than welcome to call me at 888-557-4020. They say they heard me on your show and they want to take advantage of my offer. I will do a tax investigation absolutely free. I won't charge them a penny. I'll get all the transcripts that we need, and we'll discuss what needs to be done moving forward. Well, that's a great deal. Well, I would look, think uh, so. <laughs> uh, I, I know this is really not something that, that, that you do, but uh, it's something, you know, if, if you can comment on it, would be helpful to my, my listeners. Uh, mm-hmm. have, have you had an opportunity to explore the uh, tax laws for this year to see, be familiar with any of the changes that that uh, might might occur. This year hasn't changed anything. This year hasn't okay. changed anything at all. It's for next year for for 2018. That's oh, when, okay. that's when they're going to take effect. All right, all of this new Trump legislation that they're doing. Uh, the only major thing that I saw, and again, this isn't my forte, so uh, major thing that I saw was that the standard deductions were going to raise and the exemptions were going to be taken away. And to understand this, we really need to see the legislation itself, but we are all assuming that there's no longer claiming, you know, uh, yourself and four people. It's based okay. on the family size and your standard deductions go up. Now, I don't know this for sure. Again, they're going to give us a circular on this before next year comes around, 
where all the tax professionals will know exactly what's going on and how it's going to make these changes. But right now, we can only assume. Okay. All right. Very good. Uh, we'll be back in just a few minutes, and you are listening to Donnell Edwards' Viewpoints with our guest, Mr. Dean Michael. And if you do have a question about uh, getting tax relief or help with the tax issue that you have, uh, feel free to give us a call. And if you'd like to talk with Mr. Michael, the number is 563-999-3660. That number again is 563-999-3660. We'll return after the, uh, uh, this short break. And when we do, we'll discuss how to avoid collections and IRS tax relief programs. So please stay tuned. You're listening to the CWR Talk Network, America's voice for causes, issues, and life empowerment. This is the CWR Talk Network, hashtag one million strong. online, you can be a witness and make a difference by letting the world know it isn't cool and by letting your friend know you care. Learn more at eyewitnessbullying.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Dave, what are you doing? Just sending a gift to Dave2037. Who? Me in the future. I save a little money from every paycheck as a gift to Dave2037 so he can spend it on things like anti-gravity boots or a hologram Doberman. Something cool like that. I think Dave2037 deserves it. He worked hard. What are you getting Steve 2037? I guess I was thinking Steve 2037 would just fend for himself. Well, all right, but don't expect to be borrowing my anti-gravity boots. You want to have money in your future? You got to start saving now. Putting some money from every paycheck into a savings account or contributing to your 401k can make a big difference later. Put away a few bucks, feel like a million bucks. For free ideas and easy ways to save, go to feedthepig.org. That's feedthepig.org. Hey, let's just hope Steve 2037 doesn't get his hands on a cold time machine because he is going to come back here and knock some sense into you. This message brought to you by the American... From the bargain hunter to the overspender, we all have a unique relationship with the almighty dollar. But how can a basic understanding of our relationship with money help us better manage it now and in the future? As children, there are certain messages we learn about money from our parents, from what they say about it to what they do with it. And these messages are organized in our brains at a very early age. It really does help to form our money personality. In an effort to help people understand their financial habits, nationally recognized financial experts John and Eileen Gallo have teamed up with Visa to create a money personality quiz. This quiz is based on a concept developed by the Gallows that each of us develops a unique relationship with our money in three areas, acquisition, use, and management. This interactive tool, comprised of three interactive rulers, each representing three different skill areas, helps consumers assess and measure different aspects of their money styles. And it gives you tips on how you can go change your behaviors in each of those three different areas. This allows you not only to understand what your relationship is with money, but in the future to make better financial decisions. For more information, visit practicalmoneyskills.com. You're listening to the CWR Talk Network, America's voice for causes, issues, and life empowerment. This is the CWR Talk Network, hashtag one million strong. Welcome back. This is Donnell Edwards Viewpoints, and thanks for joining us for tonight's discussion. Everything you need to know to save on your taxes and stay off the IRS's radar. We're joined tonight by the tax doctor, Mr. Dean Michael. Uh, Dean, if a person gets into a situation where the IRS is about to begin collection procedures, how can they stop the IRS from enforcing collections? This is a very important question because at that point, 
again, depending on how much you owe, if you only owe a few hundred dollars, and you know it's not that big of a deal, call them yourself. Try and work it out. Sometimes they're sympathetic if you get the right person on the phone. But if you owe tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars, you definitely want professional representation. And I'm sure everyone's heard that old cliche, never talk to the cops without your attorney. <laughs> it's the same thing here. You know, they're going to want right away, they're going to start asking you financial information, financial questions to determine where you stand monthly. And uh, that whole equation that they use and based on the information you give them will determine what you qualify for and what you don't. So it could be very harmful if you're giving them the wrong information. Okay. Now, is there a way to uh, set up a payment plan to pay back the IRS on your terms instead of on theirs? Definitely, and that's that's what we were just discussing a second ago. There's an equation that IRS uses, and it's based on what they call NDI, your net disposable income. Now, that's where they take the total household income and subtract what IRS calls absolute necessary living expenses. Now. Your idea, my idea of absolute necessary living expenses, and IRS's idea of absolute necessary living expenses are much different from each other. All right, they, you know, if you have children in private school, you're paying credit card bills or old medical bills, or uh, you know, little Susie has piano lessons. None of this stuff counts as an absolute okay. necessary living expense. It also doesn't count if you are living above national standards. Uh, for instance, if your rent or your mortgage is at you know $1,900 a month and the national standard for your county is 1200 that's all they're going to allow is the 1200 So there's there's a big important factor in, in figuring this out. But this NDI is what determines what you qualify for and what you're going to pay back. If you owe under $25,000, you can set up what's called a fresh start streamlined installment agreement for splitting up what you owe over 72 months, all right, without giving them any financials, without showing them what you're making or what you're spending. It's just standard right off the top. It's called a streamlined installment agreement. It's the new Fresh Start program. Same name they gave the offer and compromise. I don't know why they come up with a different name, but they didn't. And the good thing about this program is this. Number one, they don't look into your, your finances. And if you're paying it on time, they don't file a tax lien in most cases, not 100%, but in most cases. And on the 72nd payment, it's done. There is no 73rd payment. So that's the plus. And you're not accruing a bunch of penalties and, and assessments along the way. IRS's system still hasn't caught up new programs. So when you set it up, the math is basically dictating what I'm telling you. Because if you take what you owe right now, let's say you owe $10,000 and you split it up over 72 months, whatever that number is, I'll do it right now, it's $138.88. You would have $138.88 payment. They don't take into consideration, okay, over the next six years, you're gonna accumulate this much interest and this much penalty, so let's add that up and then split it up. They take what you owe now, split it up over 72 months, and that's your payment. And the 72nd payment is done. So the math, it's common sense, the math doesn't lie. You're basically okay. paying off exactly what you owe, right? Okay. Great. Makes sense. So that, that's called the Fresh Start program. The Fresh Start program. Again, it's only available if if you owe under twenty five thousand. If you're at the fifty thousand mark or more, uh, no, excuse me, I'm sorry. If it's over twenty five thousand, you have to show financials to get this program. If it's at the fifty thousand plus mark, there's there's no question we have to provide financials. We have to present a whole case at that point. We have to demonstrate what your income is versus your financials, and we have to show what you can pay. So that NDI is a very important number. You know, If you show you have $2,000 left over at the end of the month, you're going to pay $2,000. If I can prove you only have $50 left over at the end of the month, it doesn't matter if you owe $10,000, $100,000, or a million. I can still get you a $50 a month payment plan. That's called a partial pay installment agreement, which you would pay until the collection statute expires on your debt, thereby paying a fraction of what you owe. So these are the different programs they have. Two-month installment agreement, partial pay installment agreement. They also have a program called Currently Not Collectible, where you do this same equation, and we can demonstrate at the end of the month, you don't have anything left over. 
we can prove that on paper, and we get it, we put you in what's called not collectible. doesn't make your debt go away right now. But what it does do is it stops them from moving forward with enforced collections like bank wage garnishments, property seizures, and it makes it so that you're not required to send in a monthly payment for as long as you're in the same financial situation you're in right now. And you can ride that out year after year until the statute expires on your debt, thereby paying nothing. Now, again, do you want to hide under a rock for 10 years, or do you want to figure something else out? There are other avenues, and it's on a case-by-case specifics. You know, if your debt's about to expire in a couple of years, currently not collectible is a great program. Just to ride out for the next couple of years, and it disappears. So they're all different. They all have their own specific solutions to them. It's just a matter of finding out where you stand, what years are involved, how much is owed, and what your ability to pay is. Okay. So uh, uh, would you say that this is the new friendlier IRS or uh, (laughs) business as usual? (laughs) No, I I would say it's the worst (laughs) IRS I've seen in 20 years. That's what I would say. The absolute worst. And over the last two years in particular, I don't don't know what's happened, but two years ago, I could call and dictate and and, and know what they're doing, every move that they're making. There was no question about it. You already knew before it was going to happen. And you had to owe at least $100,000 before the IRS would assign your own personal revenue officer to be a collection agent to sign your case, which makes your case a whole bigger nightmare rather than being in the general population at the IRS. And over the last couple of years, I'm talking to people at the other end of the line that I don't know what the IRS pro- the hiring process was, but it sounds like I'm talking to third-grade educated people that have the authority <laughs> to take your money. That's what it seems like. You know, it, it can work both ways, though, because these people are so uneducated that sometimes it can work in your advantage. You know, They may make mistakes that, that are in your favor. But then on the other on the other hand, a lot of times they make mistakes that are not in your favor, and they kind of overstep their boundaries. So I really don't think it's a friendlier at all. They're assigning revenue officers to people that only owe $10,000. There shouldn't be any cause for that at all. It makes no no common sense at all. It seems like common sense has completely gone out the window. Okay. Well, let me ask you this. Uh, when a tax pers- uh, taxpayer – is is on one of these plans, and for some reason, maybe there's say an illness, a loss of job, or whatever, uh, mm-hmm. they get get behind. Uh, what can they do then? You can modify the programs based on it. Uh, usually, when you get into one of these programs, it's reevaluated one to every three years, anyways. If you're in currently not collectible, where you're not paying them anything. Every one to three years, they're going to send you a notice, seeing if you're still in the same financial situation. If you are, you just fill out the form, send it in, you stay in there for another one to three years, and you keep doing that consecutively until the debt goes away. It's the same thing with partial pay installment agreements. But if there comes a point where you can't pay it anymore, it's just a matter of showing the financials to get it modified down back down to currently not collectible. Now, offering compromise, however, the settlement program that we talked about that you know, a lot of these companies are promising to everybody. If you do get a settlement, which they do, it's a real program. It, it is out there, and, and I used to do it a, a lot years ago. I used to use it for everybody, and it worked fantastic. But it got abused by many of the Americans across the country, so IRS tightened up the reins on it. And I had stopped using it basically because IRS was coming back with excuses or reasons for not allowing it to go through, even if they were the perfect candidate on paper. I mean, it would come back with reasons like you have plenty of years of future potential income from which they could collect, so there's no reason to settle or whatever it may be. So I stopped using it, and I would only use it for people that were uh, a senior citizen's age. You know, they were on a fixed income. Their financial future wasn't any brighter, and the IRS knew they weren't going to get their money. So then and only then was I using that program. Now, lately, I've put a few through that I didn't think had a prayer, and somehow they ended up coming through anyways. But, uh, you know, I was very clear with my client that I don't think that's the best way to go. We can try it. We're going to roll the dice. But, uh, you know, that doesn't work. We have to go back to the programs I like that are solely reliant upon math. Basically, the big difference between what I do and, you know, offering compromise and stuff like that is that offers are based on if that – person re- reviewing it at that time got up on the right side of the bid. If they didn't, 
and they don't want to approve your your offer, you're not getting it. The programs I use are based on math. If I can prove it, you're going to get it. So the reason why I explained all that is if you happen to get an offer, the contingency is you have five years afterwards that you have to file on time and pay on time. Otherwise, they can recall the offer. That's the only thing that isn't modifiable. But if you're okay. in an installment agreement, back to your question, if you're in an installment agreement or currently not collectible or something like that, something happens, you know, you lose your job or whatever it may be, those are easily modifiable down to a lesser lesser program. Okay. All right. Very good. Now, is there anything that we haven't covered that you would like to share with uh, with our listeners tonight before we, we conclude? You know, every time I, I do one of these shows, I, I like to say that I know there's – a lot of people out there listening that have had this hanging over their head probably for many years. You know, it's like a dark cloud that follows us around. Because I know because I was one of them. And it's such a worrisome time. You don't get any sleep. It's always bothering you. Take this time to call in. Give me a call at the number I gave, the 888-557-4020. Take advantage of the free tax investigation. There's absolutely no obligation. We can find out exactly what we can do for you and how we can help. And, you know, it finally could be something that you put behind you for good, and you can finally sleep at night. Okay. Because two things. Uh, eventually, if you have a problem, uh, the IRS is going to find out. And number two, you don't want to have to deal with them, especially by yourself. So, oh, yeah. Dean, uh, we thank you so much for being with us tonight and helping us understand uh the options that are available for those that get in trouble and especially the services that you provide. Uh, would you tell our listeners again uh, how they can contact you to learn more about uh, the company and the, the tax help uh, uh, MD sure. and, and also the sure. uh, offer that you just mentioned? Sure. You can go to mytaxhelpmd.com. That's the website. There's a form you can fill out on there. You can go on there, see, see about me, how many years we've been around, and you can see all the the uh, reviews that are written uh, from people that you know I've gotten just from shows just like this that I've been doing for a long time, and or you can call me at 888-557-4020, and as I told you before, normally I charge $400 to do a tax investigation to find out what's going on, uh, get all the transcripts from the IRS from you, which I can do in literally 24 to 48 hours. If you call in and say you heard me on this show, I'll do it absolutely free with no obligation to give you all the information yourself. If all you want are the transcripts, I'll give them to you as well, and I'll do my best to help you out. But it's very, very important to realize you know, if this monkey has been hanging on your back for a long time, you definitely don't want to go in there and guess your way through it, especially now with the third-grade education people there at the IRS, which way it's going to go. Okay. We thank you so much. Right. Thank you, Donnell. I really want to thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it and appreciate the opportunity. Thank you for saving, for sharing the airways with me. And um, any other time you want to have me on, I'll be more than happy to. Okay, we'll take you up on that. We thank you again and uh, wish you uh, continued success with your business. Now Thanks, we brother. want God to thank bless you. Okay, you too. We also want to uh, thank our listeners out there in the CWR Nation for joining us for tonight's program. Our month-long celebration of Financial Literacy Month continues tomorrow night with my friend, Mr. Lionel Shipman. Join Lionel at 7.30 p.m. Central Daylight Time for the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show with his special guest, accountant, Ms. Kelly Wright. Ms. Wright will share her personal experiences with Lionel and his listeners as they discuss an accountant story, how not to manage your money. It's going to be very interesting. So join Lionel and Kelly Tuesday evening at 7.30 p.m. Central Daylight Time right here on the CWR Talk Network. And since this is Financial Literacy Month and we have a lot of special programming, I will return on a special day. That's on this Thursday evening to discuss Medicare and health insurance and how they relate to managing personal finance. My special guest will be Medicare insurance expert, author, and speaker, Ms. Danielle Kunkel. 
Ms. Kunkel specializes in simplifying Medicare and making it easy to understand. So please join me again Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. as we continue our special programming for Financial Literacy Month. And don't forget, we're also available now on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google+. And if you missed any episodes, you may listen to them through these services. That's it for tonight's program. As is our custom, we leave you with our musical message for this week. And since we've been discussing taxes, we thought it was appropriate to leave you with this hit from the mighty OJs. So have a good night and a great week. And please join us again Thursday night at 6.30 p.m. And right now, enjoy listening to the mighty OJs.
to the CWR Talk Network, America's voice for causes, issues, and life empowerment. This is the CWR Talk Network, hashtag one million strong. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.